Listen, I want you to know this morning that if you've come in this place and you've come bound up, listen, you've had a bad week at work, you've got some health issues, you just got some bad stuff happening in your life. Listen, the Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And I want you to know this morning that there is freedom in this house. There is freedom in this house. Listen, I'm going to ask him to sing that bridge one more time in that chorus. And that bridge says, Lord, let us become more aware of your presence. Lord, let us experience, God, the glory of your goodness. Listen, how many of you know that God is good this morning? How many of you know that God is good this morning? Listen, I serve a good God. Listen, and I don't know about you, but my prayer is this morning that each one of you under the sound of my voice, my prayer is that you will experience the presence of an almighty God. You will experience the goodness of the God that I serve. I'm going to ask him, you sing that, that bridge one more time in that verse and you, you end as you see fit. super proud of these guys as the kids are dismissed to kids church listen can we give them a hand one more time this morning can we give God a hand this morning come on can we give God a hand this morning come on church join me as I pray. God, we love you. God, I thank you. God, for your goodness. God, I thank you for, God, everything that, God, you do for us. God, you love us. God, you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross. God, that we may have life. God, that we can even do this.
God, I just want to praise you this morning. God, and I give you all the honor, God, and all the glory. God, all this is for you this morning. God, the songs, the word, God, the praises, God, everything this morning. God, this is for you. God, continue to fill this place, God, with your presence. God, and I love you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, it's good to be here with you guys this morning. Patrick came to me several months back, and he said, uh, he said I may get you to fill in if that's okay. And uh, I said, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go if, if that's the way the Lord leads. And God began to speak to my heart, and he began to put a word in, in my heart. I'm going to ask somebody to get me a piece of tissue, please. God began to put a word in my heart, and uh, not knowing that Patrick would start a series, thank you, Chase, entitled Kingdom Focus. And God began to put a word in my heart, and Several weeks later, Patrick come by the house and uh, he said, Trey said, uh, he said, I'm starting a new series and, and uh, he said, it's entitled Kingdom Focus. And I said, man, that is kind of the same direction that God is, is leading, leading me in, uh, on, on November the 11th. And, and uh, it's amazing how God works. And I'm excited to, to bring this word to you this morning. But we're going to be in Luke chapter 9, Luke chapter 9, verse 57 through 62. I preached here back in July and I always say it's good when you get asked to come back because that means you didn't run nobody off. Uh, so I, I, I hope I didn't run anybody off or y'all didn't send the pastor any dirty emails or anything like that. Uh, but I'm excited to be back with you guys. Patrick leaned back a while ago. He said, no pressure, but we got a lot of visitors. <laughs> Listen, if you're a visitor this morning, don't, don't judge this service by, by me. But uh, come back next week and you'll hear the pastor uh, pre- preach a sermon. Uh, but I'm glad to be here. We're going to be in, in Luke chapter 9. Verse 57 through 62. If you don't have your Bibles, it's up on the screen. But verse 57 says, as, as they were walking along, someone said to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. Verse 58, but Jesus replied, foxes have dens to live in and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Verse 59, he said to another person, come and follow me. The man agreed, but he said, Lord, first let me return home and bury my father. But Jesus told him, let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Your duty is to go preach about the kingdom of God. Verse 61, another one said, yes, Lord, I will follow you. But first let me say goodbye to my family. And verse 62, but Jesus told them, anyone who puts their hand on the plow and then looks back, is not fit for the kingdom of God. I want to preach on the topic this morning of being all in. Let's pray. God, we love you. I thank you for the word. God, I thank you for scripture. God, I just pray, God, you'll use me this morning. God, and when we leave this place, God, we'll be different than when we came in. God, again, thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want to ask you this morning, what does it mean to be all in? What does it mean? What comes to mind when someone says... I'm all in. I asked Chase in our youth group 
in the youth group in the street, I asked him, I said, Chase, what, what comes to mind when someone tells you that they're, they're all in? And Chase said, being all in is when you care. He said, being all in is when you put in 100% effort, when you make something a priority. I asked Mr. Lanning the same question, and he said, it's when somebody is dedicated. He said, it's when you are a team player for one purpose. Your worship pastor here, Mr. Chris, he said, it reminds me of some of the great songs of faith like I Surrender All. You are my all in all. He said, being all in, it reminds us of everything that God gave us, and in return, we should be all in for him. And this is my favorite. And he knows I'm fitting to throw him under the bus. But I asked your pastor, which is a diehard Gamecock fan, I said, Pastor Patrick, I said, when I tell you or I ask you, what does it mean to be all in? I couldn't get it out of my mouth. And he said, Clemson Tigers. And I said, listen, if, you are, if I got any Tiger fans in the house today, listen, you know that their motto is all in. And I couldn't even get it out of my mouth. And I said, oh, I have you now. You are finally coming, coming around. But from a spiritual standpoint, to me, the phrase all in, I think of a life sold out to Jesus Christ. Someone that is sold out for Jesus. The top of your handout reads, if you want to follow along, as Christians, we have been given a great task. God has called us to help fulfill the growth of his kingdom, and we as Christians must answer the call of God. We've all heard the phrase, all in. God has called us to be all in for his kingdom. We have no time to look back, but we must look forward and press towards God's calling. It is not an easy thing to do, but it is exactly what Jesus has called us to do. A life lived all in is a life fully surrendered to Jesus. Jesus himself did not look back. He gave his life against sin and death, and he won. Our God is an all-in God, and he has called us and he has empowered us to be all-in people. Today, I not only want to encourage you, but I want to challenge you to be an all-in church. As we look at point number one, to be all-in, number one, it takes commitment. Number one, to be all-in, it takes commitment. Church, total commitment to God means that Jesus is our sole authority. He is in control. When I look at this passage in Luke chapter 9, it reminds us of a story in 1 Kings. And we're not going to read it for the sake of time, but in 1 Kings chapter 19, God commanded Elijah to anoint Elijah as a prophet who would be his successor. Elijah found Elijah plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him. Elijah immediately let go of his physical plow to take hold of the spiritual plow that God had called him to. Elijah's response was incredible. He took a yoke of oxen and slaughtered them and boiled their flesh using the oxen's equipment and gave it to the people and they ate. Then he arose and followed Elijah and became his servant. Listen to this. In agricultural society, it is unthinkable to kill your only source of income. Elijah is ready to forsake everything just to answer the call of God. He made it clear to everyone that he would not go back to his, his old life. 
Church, can I tell you that this is a type of commitment that God is looking for from us today. This is a type of commitment that God expects that we as Christians, uh, that's the type of commitment he is looking for us. And just like Elijah, if we are going to be an all-in church, if we're going to be willing to let go of everything and follow Christ, we must commit ourselves fully to God's calling. Often our churches, y'all don't get quiet on me now. I need a few amens. Mr. Todd, where you at up there? I know Mr. Todd, he'll yell amen in a heartbeat. Listen, but often in our churches, listen, I'm afraid that there's a lot of half-committed Christians. Come on, somebody. I believe that there's a lot of, in churches today, I'm afraid to say, there's a lot of half-committed Christians. I can honestly say in my own life, there's been moments in my life and probably in some things today that I have been half-committed to God. Church, I'm sure Pastor Patrick would agree with me when I say this. Listen, we as a church don't need any more half-committed Christians. We as a church don't need any more half-committed church members. Listen, I'm going to probably rattle some cages right here, but listen, the church doesn't need any more half-committed praise team members. The church doesn't need any more nursery and kids' church workers. The church doesn't need any more half-committed Sunday school teachers. But God needs us to be fully committed to him. God needs, uh, don't need any of us to be half committed to him, but he needs our full commitment if we're going to serve the kingdom. I pray today that you choose to be fully committed to Jesus Christ. If we are to be a follower of Christ and be all in for him, when we are even reminded of the gospel of Jesus Christ, we know that Christ did not give half of himself. We know when Jesus died on the cross, he didn't just give half, but he gave his whole life. He committed his whole life for the purpose that we might have eternal life and be forgiven for our sins through his death. And because Jesus, listen to this, because Jesus committed himself fully to us, we too can commit ourselves to him. How many are willing to be committed to God this morning? If we're going to be an all-in church, we must be committed Proverbs 16 and 3, it says, Commit your actions to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. I'm going to call on my wife right here, and I'm going to point her out, and I asked for permission, Patrick, just to let you know. I told Patrick I was going to mention my wife, and he said, You better ask her permission. (laughs) But my wife has engaged in a new task. And I asked Miss Amy, could I use her? Because Miss Amy has kind of encouraged my wife. But they have jumped in a new task, and it's called Weight Watchers. Listen, my wife has been committed to this Weight Watchers for the last month. And I said, you know what? I'm going to be a good husband, and I I could afford to shed a few pounds. Told my wife last night, I said, I got to go find a pair of khakis that fit, because I ain't got many. But she's been committed to this, and I said, you know what? I'm going to be a a nice husband, a good husband, and I'm going to commit myself to Weight Watchers. And I've always heard that Weight Watchers was the best diet to go on because if you ever find something with no points that you like to eat, you can eat whatever you want, and it won't affect you. But what they fail to tell you is all the good stuff is full of points. What I failed to realize is I got this little th- app on my phone and I began to go through Walmart and I began to scan barcodes and it'd say 25 points. It'd say 30 points. And I'm thinking that's all I get for a whole day. So needless to say, I didn't stay committed to Weight Watchers. 
But my wife is looking good, amen, because she has committed herself. Y'all hear me? Listen. My wife is looking good because she has committed herself. I throw that in, Patrick. That's a plus right there. (laughs) She has committed herself to Weight Watchers. But my point is, she can tell me all day long that she's all into Weight Watchers. But it's only through her commitment to that weight loss program that she will see results. Church, can I tell you, God is looking for some all-in people that's going to be committed to his kingdom. God is looking for some folks that will grab the spiritual plow and be all in for the kingdom of God, to be kingdom focused, to be to have a kingdom mentality. And when we commit ourselves to Christ, listen, we as a church, we as First Baptist Church, I'm including myself, will see results from God's calling when we commit ourselves to Him. We as Christians, we as a church, if we're going to be all in, it's going to take commitment. Somebody say commitment. Oh, y'all can do better than that. Somebody say commitment. Make sure y'all paying attention. Number two, to be all in. I know some of y'all already thinking about the buffet, but that's all right. We're going we're gonna to keep on going. Number two, to be all in requires obedience. To be all in, it will require obedience. I want you to know this morning that one of the best decisions you can make in your life is to follow the direction of Jesus Christ. Can I tell you, First Baptist Church, one of the best decisions you will make is to follow the direction of Jesus Christ. As we look at Luke chapter 9, we see one man says, he said, Lord, I'll follow you, but first let me go bury my father. And another one said, Lord, I will follow you, but first let me go bid farewell to my to my family. Let me go check on my family. Either way, we see that these men are saying, Lord, I've got a few things I need to do, but I'll follow you eventually. Listen, I'm going, I'm going to follow you, Lord, but, but first I need to go take care of some business. And then Jesus says, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. How many times in our own life, church, I know I'm not the only one, how many times in our own life have we put God on hold? How many times in our own life have we said, God, listen, I know I have. God, that's a good plan. I'm excited about it. But God, I got a few things I need to do. I got a few things I need to fix before I can obey you. Can I encourage the leaders of this church? Can I encourage uh, Sunday school teachers and, and, and praise team members and, and even the youth? Can I encourage you, youth praise team? Can I encourage you that when God calls you to do something, be obedient and trust Him with everything in you? We as Christians decide to be all in and to be all in, we must be obedient. Church, can I tell you that when we decide to give our lives to Christ, when we decide to give our lives to Jesus, we must be obedient to His plans and not our own. Listen, I've told God plenty of times, God, I got a good idea. It's worked in other churches or it's worked in other ministries. Listen, I heard a man say one time, there's a lot of difference in a good idea, something that's a good idea, and something that's a God thing. 
Listen, we can come up with a bunch of programs. We can come up with a bunch of good-looking things that look good on the outside. Listen, but if we are not walking in the obedience of the Lord, we will not see the results. If we're not 100% committed as point one was and we do not walk, in obedience to the Lord, we will not see. I don't care how good it is. I don't care how good it looks on the outside. We will not see the results. Following Christ now means that we obey the things of Him instead of the things of our sinful nature. I mean, listen, we talk to the, I've talked to the youth before and I tell them, listen, we are in a battle. I mean, we know that. We're in a battle. Listen, none of us will be perfect until we get to heaven with Jesus. Listen, I battle constantly. Flesh, spirit, flesh, spirit. The flesh is knocking me and the spirit is leading me in the right direction. Listen, but if I choose not to obey the spirit of God, the flesh is going to win every time. It is a constant battle. But we must be all in in being obedient to what God wants in our lives. I believe Jesus is telling them in Luke chapter 9. And church, I believe he is telling us today, what you want to do right now is of little value compared to the eternal value of following Christ and proclaiming the kingdom of God. Can I say that one more time? Is that okay? What you want to do right now is of little value compared to the eternal value of following Christ and proclaiming the kingdom of God. Listen, can I tell you, my wife and I have only been visiting here for a little while, but I know the vision of this pastor, and all he talks about is wanting to grow the kingdom. All he all he talks about is wanting to do kingdom work and reaching out to those that don't know Jesus Christ. Listen, that's what we have been put on earth here to do. We can make it look good. We can do the things that we want. But church, I want to tell you this morning that we have been put here for one purpose, and that's to focus on the kingdom, have a kingdom mentality, and grow the kingdom for Jesus Christ. If you got any other ideas, you're wrong. We are here for one purpose, and that's to grow the kingdom of God. Church saying, I will follow Christ. How many of you have ever said that before? Lord, I'll follow you. Listen, if you're a Christian, I, I hope you said, Lord, I'll follow you. If not, we're going to give all the call in a minute. Y'all can come on down. We can get all y'all saved. But, but I know when I accepted Christ, I say, Lord, I will, I will follow you. And that's an easy statement to make when we don't know the consequences. Listen, that's an easy statement to make. But can I tell you that following and obeying the Lord isn't always easy? Is it, it isn't always easy. It's easy to say, Lord, I will follow you, but sometimes it's hard obeying, knowing what we may have to endure in the process. Listen, sometimes we'll say, Lord, I'll follow you, but we back out when we find out how hard it is. We find out how much commitment it's going to take for that to succeed. Just because we are followers of Christ doesn't mean that we won't face things in our life. Listen, there's some battles I'm facing right now in my own personal life that I don't want nobody to know about. It's just things that I'm struggling with. The Christian life isn't easy. I'd be foolish to stand up here and tell you any difference. Listen, if you're a Christian, you know that, that the life of, of, of living for Christ is, is not easy. Last week, I spoke to the youth, and, and I, we, we talked about um, God taking the ordinary and doing the extraordinary. How many of y'all remember that? They raised their hand. We talked about God taking ordinary people like you and I and doing extraordinary things. And we spoke on the life of Gideon. 
If you don't know the story of Gideon, you can go in, in Judges chapter 6 and you can read the story. But listen, Gideon was called by God. He was called by God to lead the army, uh, to defeat and, and be victorious. And listen, even though Gideon was fearful, even though he was doubtful, even though he questioned his abilities, even though he knew what he would endure, he was still willing to be obedient to the voice of the Lord. Listen, I want you to know that the Christian life isn't easy. It isn't always easy to commit yourself to God. It isn't always easy to obey the voice of the God. But when we do that and we are all in for Him, listen, we too will be victorious. We too. I don't know about you, but I don't like to lose. You got a pastor that don't like to lose. We stayed in the youth room one day playing ping pong. He'd win one, I'd win one. I'd win one, he'd win one. And we just kept playing because you know why? Somebody had to be a winner. Listen, I don't like to lose. Can I tell you as a Christian, you don't have to lose? Listen, I heard a man say one time, he said, every battle that we face is a fixed fight with Christ. Does that make sense? See, listen, every battle that we face spiritually is a fixed fight. If we rely on Christ, because he don't lose, he don't lose. Being obedient, I mean, being all in requires obedience. Your pastor was preaching last week and he, uh, he made the comment. He said, God doesn't need your money. And I'm sitting over there in the second row and I said, oh, snap. He done messed up. I said, go ahead. I was thinking in the back of my mind. I said, go ahead and pass that offer plate now and see how much you get. But he said, God doesn't need your money. But as I begin to think about that, I said, you know what? God doesn't need my money. He just needs my obedience. Because you know why? We give out of obedience. God doesn't need our help. God doesn't need our help. God just needs our obedience. John 14 and 15 says, if you love me, how many of you love the Lord this morning? Two of you. How many of you love the Lord this morning? Man, that sounded good. John 14 and 15. If you love me, you will obey what I command. If you love me, you will obey what I command. He ain't talking about marriage, just to let y'all know. He ain't talking about marriage there. My wife, uh, I'm going to get a little off topic here. But I love my wife to death. But I'm not called to give her demands. Listen, I'm not called to boss her around. Listen, and that scripture isn't talking about me and my wife, but it's talking about Jesus, that if you love Jesus Christ, if you love me, you will obey me. First Baptist Church, can I tell you that if you as a body of Christ love Jesus Christ, you will obey and be obedient to his calling? Listen, why do we come to church? That's a deep question. Why, why do we come to church? Why, why, why do we, why do we uh, you know, sing? Why does Chris and, and the praise team work so hard on Thursday nights and practice and preparation and, and the youth preparing? Why do they work so hard? 
Listen, if all we do is, is to come on Sunday and come on Wednesday to get our check mark and move on throughout the rest of the week and just live how we want to, listen, we might as well not even come. Listen, I've heard Patrick say over the last couple of weeks uh, and talk about how the building of this church has paid off. And he preached last week and he said, listen, if, if, our, if our idea just because the building's paid off is just to quit giving, then we've messed up. Because we don't give because we owe on a building, but we give in obedience to God. Listen, if we're just coming just to say, hey, I came to church, you're coming for the wrong reasons. Listen, I love these kids. I love this Youth praise team. And I have, uh, Chase said, I love you too. Appreciate that, Chase. But I have bragged on them and bragged on them and bragged on them and bragged on them some more. Listen, you don't find, can I tell you that the keyboard player is a sophomore? Can I tell you that the drummer, he's a freshman? Can I tell you that the bass player, he's a freshman too? Can I tell you that the two twin girls that, that are unbelievably talented, I talked to their dad last week, and he said, listen, I heard them sing, and they're going to quit softball, they're going to quit this, and we're going singing. <laughs> Can I tell you that they are sophomores as well? But my point is, listen, they come and they are committed. They are obedient to what God wants. And because, listen, they will see results in their ministry. I told him, I said, y'all stay committed. Be obedient. I always tell Patrick, my, I'm in a Carson, my motto. Every time I talk to him on the phone, every time I text him, I say, stay humbled, be patient, and let God lead you. I've told him that a million times. He's probably tired of hearing it. But be humble, be patient, and let God lead you. I said, you have two and a half years with just the group that you have to grow the kingdom of God and build a foundation on Jesus Christ. The first uh, sermon of this series was about building a foundation on Jesus Christ. And th there is no one other to build a foundation on but Jesus Christ. Listen, we come to church for a purpose. We don't come just to sit in a pew, but we are all in for the kingdom of God. I challenge you this morning, church, to be all in for the kingdom of God. I'm going to read John 14, 15 again. If you love me, you obey what I command. First Baptist Church, can I encourage you and challenge you to walk in the obedience of God? Can I encourage you to walk in the obedience of God? If we as a people, if we of our church want to, to move forward with the kingdom focused mentality, we must be willing to, to be obedient to the calling of God. So number one was to be all in takes commitment. Number two, to be all in requires obedience. And number three, and I'm going to close with this one, to be all in, we must stay ready and we must stay focused. We must stay ready, and we must stay focused. Verse 62, Jesus said, anyone who puts his hand on the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Jesus lived in an agricultural age where his audience was very familiar with what Christ exactly means in the Scripture. For a plowman to be successful in his work he must concentrate on the job that he started. He knows that the only way is forward and not being distracted by the things left behind. 
if the plowman starts to look back, his plow lines would become crooked. If that happens, the field he is plowing will not yield a full harvest. Church, we live in a, in a world today that is full of distractions. We live in a world today where, where distractions and things are thrown at us from the left, whether that be the news media, whether that be Facebook or Snapchat or whatever it is. There's so many different distractions thrown our way in today's world. Can I tell you that the enemy is out to distract us? Can I tell you that the enemy is out to distract us as a church, distract us as a body? John 10 and 10 says that the enemy, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But my favorite part of that verse, listen to this. Jesus said, I come that you may have life. Listen, that ought to excite you this morning. Jesus said, it don't matter what the enemy does. Listen, I come that you might have life. And not only have life, but you can have it more abundantly. Can I encourage you today to stay ready and stay focused on God's calling? How many are willing to do that this morning? Listen, I'm going to stay ready and I'm going to stay focused on what God has called me to do. And listen to this, like a plowman in the field, we will reap the harvest that God has prepared for us. Listen, if you want to reap the harvest, listen, God has built a harvest. He has planted and worked a harvest for you in your life. And listen, if you want to reap what God has prepared for you, we must stay ready and we must stay Focused. I'm going to ask Carson if he'd come on up and play softly. We must stay ready. And we must stay, stay focused. I want to share an illustration with you this morning, and you may have seen this before. Matter of fact, Miss Cindy shared it this week on Facebook. But a pastor in Oklahoma, Transformation Church, Michael Todd, shared a demonstration one time, and this is going to be a little different than his. But life is full of so many distractions. Listen, when we get saved, we're all in for God. We're all in for the church. We're the first one here. We're the last one to leave. How many of you know that Jesus Christ is pure? How many of you know that? He is pure this morning. And listen, the Bible says that when we become Christians, He wipes away all of our old life and everything becomes new. And we become pure through Jesus Christ. And then life happens. Life happens. And sometimes the struggle gets real. And we get all kind of, whether that be a job, whether that be family, whether that be finances. Listen, all these things in our life become to distract us and fill our hearts. A bunch of debris, a bunch of things that, that don't matter begin to come in our life. And we become distracted by all these things. And listen, when we become distracted, we become less committed. Listen, being obedient comes less important. And before, before we know it, the crystal clear life that God has given us is full of all kind of junk. We've allowed our lives to be full of stuff that don't even matter. 
But how many of you know we serve a forgiven God? How many of you know that just because we mess up? Listen, how many of you know just because, listen, we allow all the distractions in our life to fill up our life, and listen, we are no longer committed, we are no longer obedient, and our focus is far from God. Listen, but what happens is Christ comes in our life, and we begin to pour our life into Him. And He begins to pour into us, and what happens is, listen, Sometimes we may just be committed and things still seem out of place. Listen, but the more that we commit ourselves to God, listen, y'all got to get this. The more that we begin to pour God into our hearts, listen, the more that we begin to be obedient. Listen, I'm sure First Baptist is full of all kinds of distractions. Listen, but the more you become obedient to what God wants in your life, listen, the distractions begin to vanish. Listen, and everything that has distracted you, as we begin to pour, becomes crystal clear again. Listen, and this is what I liked about the illustration the most. Listen, just because they have Christ, I shared this earlier, doesn't mean that things aren't going to come. But when we're committed, we're obedient and we stay focused. Listen, when those things come, they only reach the surface. Come on, somebody. Don't miss it this morning. Listen, even this morning, we had trouble with the mic. We had some other things. Mr. Todd hugged me in the back. He said, it's nothing but the enemy and it's nothing but a distraction. You do what God has called you to do. Can I tell you this morning? Listen, I preached an all-in message and I gave you everything that I had. But if you didn't get any of that, can I tell you that Jesus Christ loves you this morning? Can I tell you that Christ loves you enough to die for you? Can I tell you enough that Jesus loves you enough to make your life crystal clear? That when all these things of life, listen, the struggle gets real and everything looks ugly and we get bagged up in a corner. Christ loves us enough to take those things out of our life. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet this morning. As Carson continues to play. Camden, if you come up. Listen, I, I, you know, I preached and they sung. And I gave you a little ping pong demonstration. But none of this matters if we don't respond to what God wants to do in our lives. Patrick can get up here every Sunday and he can preach a message from God. Joe can get up here and he can preach a message from God. 
Listen, I can get up here or John Doe can get up here and preach from the Bible. Listen, but if we're not willing to respond to the calling of God, none of it matters. Every head bow, every eye close. No one looking around, please. I'm going to ask you this morning, and I hope this is every one of us as believers. If you're a believer in this place and you say, you know what? I really do want to be all in for Christ. I really do want to be all in. If that's you, can you slip your hand up? Nobody looking around. Thank you. Thank you. I really want to be all in for Christ. Listen, maybe you'd be honest. Listen, you're not going to be honest with me, but I want you to be honest with God. Maybe you're in this place and you say, you know what? I lack commitment in my life. I lack obedience, obeying God. Sometimes I think my ideas are a little bit better. And I need some help with that. Maybe you're in here and you say, you know what? I get distracted so much. And my, I let uh, my life be filled with so many other things. But today, you know what? I want to commit fully to Christ. I want to obey the voice of God. I want to obey the calling that God has on my life. And I'm ready to stay focused. On the kingdom of God. If that's you, I want you to slip your hand up. Listen, I want to commit myself. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know what? I haven't done it in the past, but today I want to do it. Anybody else? Anybody else? Thank you. Thank you. Today I want to commit my life to Christ. Today I want to obey the voice of God. Today I want to stay ready and I want to stay focused. And I am all in for the kingdom. Last thing. Nobody looking around. Maybe you're in this place today and you say, you know what? I don't know that I've ever asked Christ to come into my life and be my Savior. I want to ask you a question. And it's a popular question, but it has a lot of meaning. If you died today, where would you spend eternity? Think about it. If you died today, where would you spend eternity? Maybe you're in this place today and you say, you know what? Man, God has dealt with me. And you know, if I died, I don't know where I'd spend eternity. And today, I want to be all in for Christ. I want to change my life for Jesus Christ. If that's you, make today the day. If that's you, can you slip your hand up? Can you slip your hand up? Nobody looking around. Nobody looking around. Anybody else? Anybody else? Carson and them are fixing the scene. Listen, I want to encourage you right here. All right? Listen, there was a lot of, lot of hands that went up in this place. I'm not going to come to you. Listen, I'm not going to run to Patrick and tell him, hey, so-and-so raised their hand, go pray for them. Listen, that ain't none of my business. But if you raise your hand for anything, I challenge you this morning to make your way to the altar. On the count of three, I want you to count with me. One, two, three. I want you to come. Come on, if you raise your hands, I want you to come. 
Listen, maybe you're, you know, I want to commit my life to Christ. I want to obey the voice of God. Listen, I want to be all in for the kingdom. Listen, don't wait on the one beside you. Don't wait. I want you to come. If you raised your hand for salvation in this building, I want you to come. Today, I want to give my life to Christ. I want you to come. As people begin to come, you come, you come. Don't wait. Don't wait. Patrick's down front. Mr. Lanny's down front. Joe's down front. If you guys will come. If you guys will come. Listen, if you want somebody to pray with you, I'm sure these guys will. And I'll pray with you as well. Listen, make today the day. Be committed to what Christ wants in your life. Be obedient to His voice. And stay ready. And stay focused. God, we love you. God, we thank you for the word. God, I thank you for each one. God, the altar is full. God, people are still coming. Listen, I pray right now, God, that you will just answer the prayers of those that have have boldly stepped out and said, God, I commit my life to you fully. God, I'm obedient to your calling, and, and I want to stay ready, and I want to stay focused. God, thank you for those that have stepped out. God, help them to be encouraged. God, thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin? Jesus is calling. Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Cause Jesus is calling Oh come to the altar The Father's arms are open wide Forgiveness was born with The precious blood of Jesus Christ Savior is in
God's good. Amen. 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 Man, I'm very thankful for Carson, for our students, for our praise team. Man, I'm thankful for God and just the abilities that he has given so many. Uh, And we celebrate that. I'm thankful for Trey. Man, a year ago, God placed him in my life to coach a baseball team. And never in my wildest dreams would I have ever thought uh, we would be where we are in our friendship. And so I'm thankful for his heart. I'm thankful for his eagerness just to learn and to listen. Um, and I'll get him for using the Clemson illustration. Um, but, uh, man, I'm thankful. Amen. Amen. Trey, I love you, brother. I appreciate you, man. And just your heart in sharing with us today. And so I'm not sure if there's any announcements or anything outside of the, uh, so today we'll have our regular, um, 530 prime time youth, 545 adult, uh, devotional time or, uh, discipleship. Uh, deacons meeting right now as soon as service is over uh, so guys remember that and we need to take up this side of uh, the chair so we can just get help with that but man I'm telling you what I am just thankful man for just God's presence amen and so I appreciate you I want you to know I love you hey and by the way if you're visiting you didn't like today don't come back tomorrow uh, next Sunday either But I'm just kidding, man. I am so thankful that you're here. If there's somebody visiting around you, please speak to them. Encourage them. Drop off the card as they walk out the door. Uh, We'll have some guests that will be standing there uh, just to put a basket in your hand. And just our way of saying we love you, appreciate you. uh, And uh, hope you have a great week. You got something? Yeah. All right. You want me to pray? Go ahead. All right. Real quick, guys. I can't tell you how proud I am of these students. I'm not going to take up. I'm not going to preach another sermon, but. Two years ago, Jesse and I went to Nashville for a youth pastor's conference. And at the very end of the conference, they said, we want you guys to pull away as a couple and just dream wildly what you want to see God to do in and through your student ministry. And it was sitting in downtown Nashville that I told Jesse, I said, I envision and dream that one day students will stand up and lead us in worshiping our God and creator. And in two years... We have seen that come to fruition. I say that to say this. Don't give up on a vision that God's given you. Amen? Because it took two years for this to come together, but we never gave up. And God is so good. Let's pray together. God, we love you. And we thank you so much for your presence today, God. And God, I pray that we would leave this place, not like we came in, but closer to you. God, that we would be able to push back just a portion of the darkness in this world. And God, we praise you and worship you. And in your name we pray, amen.